Hey, this is Ryan O'Neill from the Danish and O'Neill podcast on the All Things Comedy Network. Did you know that two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 30 freaking five? Well, the best way to prevent that hair loss is to do something about it while you still have some hair left. Now, you used to have to go to the doctor's office, but now you go to Keeps and you can visit a doctor online and you get hair loss medication delivered right to your door. And they make it easy. They deliver your medication every three months so you can say goodbye to the pharmacy checkout lines and the awkward doctor visits. Also, they use the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. And maybe you tried them before, but you've never tried them at this price. Look, these treatments take four to six months to see results, so act fast. The sooner you start, the more hair you'll keep. Now, if you're ready to take these actions and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash ATC and receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash A-T-C. Reminds me of that Hawaiian guy that, uh, what do you used to, do you remember the guy who would play the ukulele and then he would sing like, Aloha, whatever. Oh, the guy uh, who sang the like Over f- the Rainbow song? Yes. Who was it, like 600 that. pounds? Yeah, yeah. That's what it's, it, it's had that sort of uh, tone it, to it. It has a little bit of that. It almost reminds me of like the Margaritaville <laughs> mix of Danish and O'Neill. <laughs> the outro. It's actually it's the outro, true. but it's, it's so nice, so relaxing. Gets into a nice, easy... It is a, it is a real Jimmy Buffett f- flair to it. It's nice, easy listening from Beardo oh, yeah. down the land down under. Beardo's really been on it. He's been popping up a lot lately I on wanna, our side, really defending us. I want to hear, uh, see Beardo and Pepper get together for uh, Sergeant Pepper's <laughs> remix. <laughs> Pepper's be been good. quiet. He had that one hit. and uh, I like been, his style, though. He goes back to the beat lab. That's true. That's he, what he, he does. He could be, uh, who knows what he's up to. Check out our Patreon if you haven't checked it out. Uh, it's uh, Danish and O'Neill Patreon. Oh, yeah. There's good stuff going on there. Fight content and uh, other good stuff. Subscribe to the uh, podcast as well. Uh, I saw Wade hit me up on Twitter. He's having some, he said some bad DNO karma because oh, man. he's the guy who got rear-ended yeah. listening to the show. Since then, he's gotten rear-ended twice. Wait, and, two more times? And one was a hit and run. Wade, what we made to say a, a quick prayer for you. You know what, though? Here's, here's my theory on it. The people that hit him were listening to DNO. That's true. You may want to move areas. He could be in <laughs> yeah, Buffalo. There's a, there's a big contingency in Buffalo. <laughs> they get together every Sunday. That's true. Wow. Wade, uh, stay safe out there on the roads. You may want yeah, to... No uh, shit, dude. What, what's it? But here, Wade... You want to take the bus. Here's a positive side to this. What are the chances you're going to get hit again now for like the next 20 years? Yeah, it's I true. I think you got a lot of these out of the way. It's like jury duty. They, they legally yep. can't hit you anymore. 
And sorry about that hit and run. That sucks. Hopefully they catch the person who did it. Or maybe hopefully he catches them. That's true, too. Then takes them to his basement, keeps uh, them there for a few months, lets s- them pay. Someone on Twitter, uh, I forget who it was, sorry, suggested that maybe you look into some Bill Dillman uh, chi-ball Dude, techniques yeah. for this fight. You don't think that's what I'm... I'm training Taekwondo yeah. and Dillman chi-balls. That's the only thing I'm studying for this fight. Well, I heard... Uh, I saw... Uh, last night I was I had the privilege of meeting some Gomites, which are the Luis Gomez fans online. I had the privilege of talking to some of these good people. Yeah, uh, they're enthused for the fight. They told me seems, so. Seems like a lot of people enjoy it. A lot of people uh, throwing a lot of uh, slurs out there at me. They said they love the Danish Shane O'Neill show, and they said it's hard to pick between, <laughs> but they seem to be favoring Lewis. But uh, it was good to meet them. Good to interact. <laughs> They seem, uh, but I saw that you said you just got back from uh, your Taekwondo Family Center banquet. Yep, it was good. I got a, a trophy for best sparring for the month of May. Congratulations. And, yeah, thank you. Point so sparring, that is. You know. So it sounds like things are on track with the training. Obviously, you don't want to give away too many uh, no, secrets. No, no, I don't want to give too many secrets away. But let's just say, yeah, I'm, I'm competing at a high point sparring level right now. Wow. So uh, the taekwondo, it seems like it's never been better. I did have a training mishap this week. It was, oh boy. It was, a, it was an interesting one. Uh, so I, I was throwing the medi- I was looking for a spot to throw the medicine ball around, like just a brick wall. So I went up to Griffith Park, like a few blocks from my house, and I walked. So I parked along, you know, they park along. They have like a street that goes through Griffith Park. Yeah. So. I park and I walk up this hill and I find this kind of old building that doesn't seem to be used for anything. So I start tossing the medicine ball and it's bouncing back and I'm catching it. <laughs> but then I start getting tired and the ball's getting dirty because sometimes it's bouncing in the dirt so it's getting a little slick. So I throw it one last time and I miss the ball and it starts rolling, <laughs> starts rolling downhill. It's a big hill. Yeah, so I start chasing after it. Which is good training, by the way. But this Rocky ball... Rocky trains chickens. You chase medicine balls. This is, a, this is a 15-pounder. Yeah. And so it starts picking up a tremendous amount of speed, and I can't catch it. And now it's heading for the parked cars on the street. Ooh. And this thing is now like a fucking cannonball. And I'm and I there's nothing I can do here. It's like so a game of bowling. I'm deciding whether I should just fess up to it or just run into the bushes and hide because there's a car that's parked right in the middle where this thing's <laughs> heading. So nice bef- car or but not it's like it, a newer. Not like that a, it matters, but it's like a newer Chevy Cruze or like something. If someone had a beater, they may you know be a little more lenient. No, no this was like a, a nice it, new Tesla. This was in the past like three or four years. This yeah. car had been manufactured. So they're not going to love this. So uh, it it grazes a pole as soon as it enters the street, which sends <laughs> it slightly off course. And what happens is it hits this guy's front wheel. I didn't realize, though, but the guy was sleeping inside there. Oh. He fucking, first of all, his car just fucking, you could see it shake. <laughs> Tipped over? Dude, if it had hit the door, it would have fucking destroyed that door. I was hoping it hit some sort of something that sent it airborne into the windshield. Oh, dude, it would have killed the guy if it had <laughs> fucking gone in there. Uh, so it hits this front wheel. And, dude, this guy springs up. The problem is the ball now bounces off and then it keeps going down the street so he doesn't know what the fuck happened 
So he's looking around, and I just casually, I'm across the street. I just casually start walking. You think he down. lives in his car, or he just was taking a nap? Or a lot of people go to Griffith Park to take these naps. What like so. uh, like during work, or he's just pretending I've, like he got fired, and he's like, "Honey, I'm going to work," and he goes to Griffith Park and he sleeps? may have been like a pedophile who was punching out for uh, <laughs> for a little rest. School's in session. I'm gonna yeah. go hang out at the park, see if I can get any young kids who aren't in school yet. Wait or wait for the kids to show up. Which sorry to tangent you, but summer must really be the pedophile's heaven when the kids get out and every day is an adventure out there that's true i th- yeah I, th- I feel like uh pedophiles in winter in the midwest and the east coast probably go to florida yeah they're like the kids are on vacation down like, here can get like, some europeans maybe old jewish people go down there and pedophiles <laughs> which explains a lot of why how weird it is and then they go back for the summer and they're like oh yeah oh, look at these oh, you you did that on purpose these kids are tan they're lean they're looking good <laughs> uh so then this guy can't figure out what the fuck's going on i try to walk it off casually next thing you know but the ball's still going now and so now it's headed for this fucking because it's outside the uh, the Greek theater in Griffith yeah, Park, yeah. and so it hits a fucking tour bus. Whoa! And I now and it made a loud noise, but <laughs> I go in. The tour bus was driving or parked? Parked. I look in, no driver. It appears to be nobody in there, but now it's wedged underneath the vehicle, so I have to crawl underneath Jesus. this fucking thing. Now I think people think that I'm a terrorist. <laughs> they may be planning a bomb on some sort of a bus. But finally, I get out and uh, I get the fuck out of there. You may not want to put this thing on like a leash or something to your ankle. Oh, tether it like a surfboard. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, probably rip my fucking leg <laughs> well, off. Well, that's, that's an extra workout, <laughs> but you're not going to have to chase it and uh, wake true. up pedophiles and ruin a tour. Like uh, put it on a, like a leash like a skip it. Remember those? Yeah. 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 It's like a ball and chain almost around, yeah. your, uh, around your ankle. I think what I would do is just not go to that area that has a hill. That's a good point, too. Maybe work out where it's uh, you're at the bottom of a hill. <laughs> there were two homeless guys grilling hot dogs. That's good. In an outdoor grilling station, and uh, they looked at me like, what the fuck is going on here? I wonder how old those dogs are. Well, I'm sure they're pretty old. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I'm just glad that it not if it had hit that door, it would have fucking, I mean, 15 pounds going, what, 25, 30 miles? I don't even I didn't have my radar gun out, but it sounds like had some uh, speed to sounds it. Sounds like a word problem. How much damage can yeah. a, <laughs> a medicine ball going downhill at 28 miles per hour towards a car that's parked? Guy would have thought he was in a Civil War reenactment. That guy may have been doing something like weird, like looking at like some sort of illegal porn, and it really startled <laughs> yeah. him. Like he, he thought he was it was a cop. It or something. He thought it was a cop knocking on the window, and he's like, oh, shit. He scared the fuck I, out of me. What I wonder, though, is does this guy have... Like, he... I'm sure he didn't figure out what it was. Is to this is to this day is he like thinking like what the fuck hit my car and shook he, it? He may be going to like shamans and trying to figure <laughs> he out. Thinks he thinks he's haunted. Maybe that's <laughs> what happened to Wade. Maybe he wasn't rear-ended. Maybe it was a medicine ball that's to the tail to the tailpipe. It wasn't a hit and run. No, it was just it was a, a medicine hit, ball hitting medicine balls and yeah. rolled away. I have an update on uh, the graffiti in my neighborhood. I talked about it a few episodes back. Yeah, uh, there's a graffiti problem. And somebody hit us up. I believe it seems like it's just that one wall. Yeah. Well, there, there are certain areas. They, Courtney made a good point. They seem to like corners to claim the whole area. Why don't you start claiming this neighborhood? I might get my name out there. But why, why don't the, you claim it for the DNO podcast? That's true. We have a listener named uh, Mike, and he like he his avatar I think is like his tag, but it's like cool. It's like bright colors. Yeah. Like these guys are doing black, just black Horse shit. And it looks like you something you would like write on a chalkboard. It's like numbers and letters. 
What is it? Some is it? I don't uh, know what code? it is. I think it is. I think it's gang code or something. What, what, what do those guys, other gang members, show up? Do they have like a piece of paper that they can decipher? The do they have a ring? They send like a you, uh, ring? yeah. They send you the uh, the chocolate milk decoder ring, <laughs> the MS thirteen decoder ring. Yeah, they like put it up to the thing and turn it five times, and you'll be able to read what I wrote to We've you. Got it. Okay, there's a one there. That's okay. That's is it. that a one or a seven? <laughs> So uh, it's usually the same guy's tag. I'm not going to say it out. This guy could be a fucking most wanted criminal in the world. Who knows? I don't think he is. It's true. So Courtney was walking uh, Baby Barb. And uh, during the day, I want to say like 2 p.m. or something. I don't know the time. but and, and we always like, we know this guy's tag and it's all over the place. And all of a sudden she sees like a fucking, just like an average car pull up. The guy gets out. She's like, this guy's like middle-aged. He gets out, does that tag on like a fence. She he blocks. Oh wait, she 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 saw the guy. She witnessed it. He blocks her path with the with the baby stroller, and she just is she worried at she, all? I was like, did you were you worried that you did like made eye contact? She's like, no, he just seemed like a normal like I don't know. He could what was be he a, driving? I, I mean, should I say the car type? Yeah, it was like a Nissan. Okay, you yeah. said like an average, <laughs> just not like a typical tagging car. No, not like not what you'd expect. You said like a fairly older guy, like you would expect, like a young teenager. What? And he got out. He blocked her path. Didn't say anything to her, but she just had to sit there and wait while he did it. And then he did it, and then he got back in his car and he left. <laughs> Does she? Uh, she should go to a police sketch artist and have uh, have him sketched out. I don't know. Um, like, why is he driving? Is it like a, it's almost like a paper route. Dude, he's probably lazy. He probably lives like two blocks away. It's almost like it's a compulsion for this guy. He has to keep, because it's all the same area. Well, he's competing with the other guy with the compulsion that is, keeps uh, fucking covering it up. Well, then the other day, someone did, it wasn't this guy, but it, it's always this, like these numbers and letters. It looks horrible. And he did it in big black letters on that same big wall. It was covered up by the next morning. Dude, I mean, it could be some sort of like ISIS code. I have no idea. So there could be a cell in your fucking neighborhood. Although there's a sad situation because that wall is ground level. And even if they go a little high, I think this person probably whips out a mini ladder and they go over it. But somebody climbed up. There's a wall above that wall that's very high. And they had to to climb a fence and then go up high on top of the other wall. Somebody went up there and whoever covers it can't get up there. And it's 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 there to stay. They found the weakness. It's a loophole. They found it. They, they found the they found the weak spot, and they and they took advantage of and it. And they're exploiting it. Uh, is that wall good for throwing a medicine ball? Pretty good, I think. Maybe, you may maybe I'll make that my spot. You may have to watch out for the middle aged man who I'll fight him, who tags the neighborhood. It'll be a warm up fight. <laughs> what age do you retire from tagging? Like, uh, the, dude, I don't think you ever do. This guy's like, is it? What, this guy's going broad daylight tagging. What the fuck is this guy doing? Do you know what though? Maybe he loved it as a kid. That he he got married, had kids and shit. And maybe now he's like, I want to go back to it. But he's I not. Wanna, I, I want to relive my youth. If you're doing like cool looking graffiti, like this is just like fucking basic. Like I could do what he's doing. Dude, this guy might be a fucking fed narc. I don't know what he is. I told Courtney to lay low, and to, I mean, I probably next time even... you see him, <laughs> you get, yeah, go the other way. I'm gonna snap a picture of him. <laughs> Jesus, don't do that. I'm kidding. Um. Well, yeah. So there's that. There's that. We have that going. But for I think us. this. I think this is going deeper because I've never heard of code. Yeah, I don't know what this. Is. If anyone out there has any insight into this, please let me know. Yeah, I mean, it could just be talking about deals going down. I'm not sure. Yeah, or if like, yeah, if you put it up, it means like the block is is free or yeah, something. They're gonna think know. you're a cop. Maybe. Uh, I was also in Trader Joe's. Um, 
And I, I never knew they had a uh, intercom system because they always do the bells for Wait, communication. They have an intercom system? And they always just yell. Oh, they yell and they hit the bells. Yeah. They, the one bell is something, two bells is something. I've also heard else. it be like, yeah, hey. So I'm in there and all of a sudden someone gets on the loudspeaker, which startled me because I had no clue they had a loudspeaker. It's <laughs> fucking weird. And, uh, and then one of the most, one of the more embarrassing things I've seen in a long time took place in this Trader Joe's. Uh, this lady. They have like that little like ray. It's almost like a stage. It's not, but it's yeah. like that little booth We're little area. managers. But it's like very small. The manager corner. It's like the manager corral. It's like a cage, and they're yeah. all in it. And this lady's like, "Customers and Trader Joe's staff may have your attention. We have an announcement." And I was uh, like, oh, this, "But isn't, this isn't going to be good, no. dude." There's never been an. A non-embarrassing oh. announcement over a loudspeaker when someone says that they need everybody's attention. And so this woman's like, my mini-me, Omar, is leaving. And like people start clapping and all the shoppers are like, Wait, what is happening? my mini-me? Yeah, Omar, Omar. is leaving. And everyone, cla- the employees clap. And I'm like, what, why is this happening? Customers? No, the customers are just like, what? Like, this is really happening? Where, where's, he, where's he going? And so well, I, don't, I don't know yet. So then... All of a, so that's not that's not bad enough. This woman starts na 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 na. Shut up! I swear Shut to God, nah, nah, I swear. What is this? A Southwest flight? And, Jesus Christ! And if I thought that was like that was it, and she's like hey hey, like she's singing it like no. she, like it's like her time to shine. Like, like really? We, yeah. Like this is American Idol audition. Belting it out and like looking at the other employees <laughs> who most of which don't want to join, but some do. Some get in on oh, it. Oh, some get in on the like song. sharing the mic. No, it's just singing the song, oh. singing aloud at the red. Oh. The whole store stops. People are like trying to be rung up, and they're just. Stopped. I'd be like, dude, fucking keep yeah, bringing keep, me up. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about Omar. And Omar is like standing there awkwardly, like looking. On. Is Omar Omar's not into it? He seemed like, but you know who wants this at their jet? You know, uh, just, dude, it's Trader Joe's. Some of these people have been brainwashed to believe that this is acceptable behavior. They wheel out a cake. No, they don't. I swear to God. Shut the fuck I up. I swear. Dude, no, they don't. I'm assuming it's the end of his shift. Like, what if it was the beginning and he used to go back to work? So then, the, so the song goes on for like, I swear to God, like two minutes, like way too no. long. Way too long. This lady's going like verses. Are other people making eye contact with you? Like, this is terrible. I was looking down because I was so embarrassed for everybody involved. And so then, the last thing is really what got me. She goes... Good luck. He's going to the Fox Hills location, which it's not even far from where we were. I was like, I thought this guy was like joining it's the like Mar- Culver City. I thought he was joining the Marines. This guy's just getting a transfer. And this is the fucking send off. Oh I, I, like other people were like, I saw somebody go, "What? Like, what is happening?" Dude. Like, Omar's leaving. I'm like, we none of us know Omar. Dude, people don't want this in their in their businesses. No, it's because of that that I would probably not even go back to that store. I was, and it's bad enough that there's like now four or five solicitors, like from different causes, out in front of this oh. one. Place. I love when they make you feel like such an asshole. They're like, "Do you believe that children should be bought and sold?" And you're, you're like, like, "No, but I don't really have the time. I don't to, want to talk to you and sign anything you fucking have." And then they give you the "Have a nice day," like to make you feel like yeah, shit. Like like, hope, well, I hope everything's good for you. And you're like, yeah. "I gotta go, man. It's not gonna be good for these children today." I told a, a homeless woman there were two of them, and they were bickering on the side of the highway. It was at the exit. And the lady said, do you have any money or something? And I said, no, sorry. She said, don't be sorry. Just say no. I was like, okay. getting real attitude. <laughs> I was like, okay. Like, is it, either way, like, you're not getting money. Yeah. So it's like, it doesn't change the, uh, the answer. It's fucking, dude, I blame, I do blame Southwest for this. Uh, the, the people have taken liberties on the yeah. intercoms. Uh, Abby just went to Fresno. She takes the train up there now because she loves it. And she said that the conductor is doing some stand up. He's riffing. 
like on shit, making jokes on that. She's like, it's not scripted, you can tell, but he's like improving and trying to make jokes on the fucking mic <laughs> while a, he's what's a sample. I I was asking. She goes, I can't, I can't even tell you. It was like. It was how he was doing it and like how he was trying to jazz up you like guys, the information uh, he had to give. You guys check out the caboose. Oh yeah. It's yeah, looking it's nice. A big one. <laughs> it's looking nice today. Get in there. <laughs> Maybe you want to look it at was, the- I think it was shit like that. But she <laughs> then on the way back, same thing. Did she get the same guy? She loved it though. She was like, I'm fascinated by it because it's so bizarre. <laughs> Maybe that Trader Joe's lady came off the uh, Amtrak system. Maybe this Amtrak did it with the Southwest people, all this. Fucking- I don't see I don't like attempts at com I don't like watching comedy period kind but of. it wasn't even like she was going for comedy it was just like a she was doing like well, a, that's even worse a I touching guess. tribute it, it was serious. like it was I was very awkward because it's like yeah. and then they all just they're taking pictures by the cake it was like and the store was stopped for like this whole time I always hate when there's too much work pride <laughs> and like people leaving and go I mean I get it if somebody's been there 30 years you know what even then you're like all right take care well, then some guy at the register who, who you could tell probably wasn't very tight with Omar is like, can I, Omar, can I get uh, some of that cake? And he's like, yeah, I don't care. Take the cake. Man. What kind of cake was it? It wasn't a Trader Joe's cake, No, was it? it was like a stack of donuts. Because it was like, na- and then oh. someone's like, it's National Donut Day tomorrow. Oh, and I was like, oh, God, don't oh, start God. Here we go. Here we go. And some customers are like, wanted to be like a part of the community. I was like, I want nothing. Some customers are like, Oh, good luck, Omar. Like they clearly didn't know this, dude. I don't want to be chatted up at the register. I don't want to see tomfoolery like this when I go shopping. I want to be left alone. I want to just get my shit, ring it up, and get out without communicating at all. Well, Trader Joe's, they'll give you that. These are really good. It's like, yeah, that's why I'm buying them. I I already like. Oh, really? You You know, sell me on them. Taking a shot in the dark (laughs) of these oranges here. You have to sell me on the product. Like I'm already (laughs) buying it. It's already here. They're like, oh, these are good. You had these? You're like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Believe it or not, I've been eating for 40 years, my friend. They're like, I get those all the time. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Anything else? There's very few things that Trader Joe's sells that every person in the world hasn't eaten at some point in their life. You ever try that life. bread? That's good bread. Yeah, it's fucking bread. Yeah, I've had it. it. Thank you. Omar, good luck to you. Maybe I might be coming to the Fox Hills. I don't know how they send people off. You think there's anybody that is like obsessed with their registered person? I'm sure there's people that probably oh, no, wait in Omar's line, even though it's way longer. Oh, than I've somebody seen else's. people. I, this one seems like a particularly neighborhood. Like I don't know if it's the only one that it, like for. And a they while. all are because it's it's only neighborhood people that go in there. They're all very no. I've seen where they're like oh so it's like to the you know yeah. like they know stuff about See, each dude, other. I, I don't want to have that sort of personal relationship with somebody it's, outside of my friends and family. It's too much info. Yeah, it's I want to be in and I want to be out. Say if you want to say hello to me, that's fine, and then let's that's end fine. it at that. Yeah. Like, Hi, how are you? Good. How I are like you? when I get a disgruntled cashier who's like just wants to ring that shit up and get the fuck out of there. They don't want to talk. I don't want to talk. Everything's great. Some of them will give you the extra loud thanks for bagging your own groceries to like rub yeah, it in yeah, other yeah. customers. I like that. They're like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for your help. I like that. And you can tell they're doing it for all the other people who don't. I know. And you, there's like an extra I've edge. Seen, I've seen these fucking assholes just standing there with their bags waiting for these people to fill them. And it just makes it so slow. I know. You got to, ba- if you have bags, fill your own bags. But uh, Omar, if you're listening, good luck at that Fox Hills location. <laughs> Jeez, now you just really called this guy out. People <laughs> might actually run into him. I wish you the best of luck. <laughs> Nothing against Omar. No, no, no. And by the way, the best is when the group would die out and this lady on the mic had to carry, like, but, like loved carrying it and was like, oh, I'll keep it going. I don't care. 
Oh my God! Uh, I happened. Did you happen to listen to the GSP Joe Rogan interview? I heard snippets of it. I didn't hear the whole thing. But there was I, some good stuff in there. I had a uh, a perfect three hour drive up to see uh, Courtney's father and th- that side of her family. You listened to the whole thing. Whole thing. I got my highlights written down here. I only listened to those like chunks that Rogan cuts up. There's uh, just to give you an idea of where I was. I was in Central California, probably half hour out of Fresno, maybe a little more. Oh, <laughs> there was a yeah. sign. The armpit of the fucking world. There was a sign for a lost pet duck around town yeah. that I saw. Not very, shocking. Very small town. Very small. They all are in there. It's like Fresno. There's just all these, but they all look the same. There's just all these farming towns. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, there's some farms and stuff. They're like around uh, Visalia or something. It some is. Shit. It's very close. Yeah. Um. So it was. Uh, it was interesting. But uh, so three hour ride up there. Um, GSP, very, not that this needs to be said, but stranger than ever. I thought he was great, though. He, he was, was entertaining. Yeah. But strange. It's almost like he finally realized that his weirdness is actually, it's not a, it's, it's not a negative. It's a positive. He I embraced he, it. I think he's finally okay with being himself. Yeah. Like, this is who I am. I don't care if people like it. If they don't like it, I have money. Uh, so he does not believe there's anything such thing as free will. He he says he makes no choices. <laughs> but just that is a choice. Everything, By just saying I'm not going to make a choice. He says everything is predetermined. Is and he that, super religious? No, he just says he does not believe that anything he does is a choice. Yeah, yeah, but he, he goes to training every day. Yeah, and Rogan was saying stuff like that, and he's like, but uh, I think that has already been done, like, the way uh, I grew up. Like, is it like oh, So this guy, he's out of his fucking mind. A little bit, yeah. So when he takes a dump, it's like he's not taking a dump. No. A force is telling him to sit down, and they're going to rip a fucking dump out of or him. Or, like, that that dump has, like, already been scripted. Like, he has no choice but to take that. So it's does not- he believe that we're in a simulation right now? I forget. Some of it, it seems get, like that goes along with that that line of thinking a little bit, I think. Or he's like, I don't know what it is, but I know that it's just all preordained. And, oh my god! Um, <laughs> I think what he's looking for though is uh, I, I don't know. I think he's using free will, not in the correct capacity, <laughs> because free will, every him showing up to Rogan's is him making a decision to go in there and using his free will. To- well, Rogan's like, you have ethics. He's like, you're, you know, you, you obviously seem to be a decent person. He's like, that's a choice. And he's like, I disagree, Joe. That's just the way I was born. That's the way I am. <laughs> and the way I went, like, the, like, he's like, that was going to happen regardless. You know, though, I mean, I, I guess whatever gets you through the day, especially in his uh, occupation, because <clears throat> I heard the one where he says he does, he hates fighting. He said he absolutely hates it. Uh, before fights, he said, every fight, he looks at his management and says, what am I doing this for? <laughs> In the locker room, he said he gets terrified before every fight. I mean, I can see. I mean, but I think everybody no, it's does. natural. Every, every one of those guys. He said to, he has to go. Put your life on the line. He said he's in the locker room. He said the time he was fighting Bisbing, he, he's like, his everyone. Oh, who, they all lost. Everyone lost. And he's like, oh, my, this is disastrous. I'm going to get humiliated. And so he said, he said his eight, didn't his agent come up to him and go, everything's going to be fine. And he's like, get the, get the yeah. fuck away. So he goes into the bathroom before every fight, looks in his mirror, in the mirror, like Stuart Smalley in SNL and says, you are very attractive. You are very strong. You are powerful. <laughs> and he talks himself up into, into getting out there and doing it. But the, he just made a decision to go in there and hype himself up. Well, he said that is, and according to him, that is not a decision. <laughs> I don't think he knows the definition <laughs> of, of free will and. 
He uh, he did talk about his ulcerative colitis, which is the disease I share with GSP. But he he just got it late in life. Uh, he th- it sounds like because when he talks about retiring, it's twofold. One, he says the sport was dirty and he couldn't take it; it was driving him crazy. Two <laughs> is the fact that it sounds like he was either OCD or so obsessive that it was like he like couldn't sleep, and so I think the stress of everything and the stress of this latest fight. And the fact that he was trying to put on weight was a perfect recipe for this disease okay. to uh, okay. come out. I don't know if he had it and it was dormant or he didn't yeah. know. And so he's like, Joe, it's the worst. Because the beginning, he's not swearing at all. By the end, he starts swearing a little bit. Rogan says fuck a lot. You know, it's, he's yeah. a comic. But GSP's like, I would uh, go to the bathroom and there would be blood, Joe. At the... But like, wouldn't say I was taking a shit. Or like, you know, was just like... And he's like, oh, man, that's tough. That's bad. <laughs> I was taking a duty. And so GSP has gotten super into, uh, if you want to play a drinking game and die, he talks about intermittent fasting, and he says it about a hundred times. That's a big thing now. People loves, are really getting in. Did he say it changed his life? He loves intermittent fasting and restricted eating. He claims like, Joe, I have studied the cavemen. They only ate with one big meal a day. We are overeating as humans. Yeah, but look, everybody's fucking different though. He claims that he was force feeding himself breakfast every day. Yeah, but guess what? You know what? I watched a thing on Alistair Overeem to see how he got so big. He eats like eight fucking times a day. Well, that's what GSP was doing, and he said he hated it. But Overeem's to- a fucking. I mean, Overeem's roiding too, but he's a goddamn physical specimen. Yeah, GSP said it was just too much. Uh, by the way, GSP like uh, tri- like lifting weights and stuff is a choice too. By the way, like because he claims like. Yeah. He, he's like, he, also, he claims it makes him not a better fighter. He lists weights for aesthetics. Because <laughs> Rogan's like, you have a very interesting outlook on So like, he's very vain. On weight. Oh, yeah. He goes, oh, I'll tell you a story in a minute that he's very vain. But uh, yeah, he believes that the weightlifting, he's like, it doesn't make me hit harder. Some, I trained with a guy very lean. He hits the hardest I've ever been hit in my life. Uh, so he <laughs> thinks that weightlifting is fairly useless, but he does it because he likes looking good. I was like, what? Okay. I like to have a beach body. He kind of does, by the way. Uh, he uh, A shocking reveal, but not so shocking because sometimes you like what you're not. He's like, the guys who talk a lot of trash are my favorite in the sport. Oh, really? He loves Whoa. Conor McGregor. Loves him. Wow. He said, uh, I really like the bad guys. He's like, in, <laughs> when I watch Star Wars, he's a big Star Wars guy. I love Darth Maul. <laughs> he loves the bad guy. Darth Maul from the from the ones that were out in the nineties. He loves all the bad guys. <laughs> he said he's been, he said in the latest karate. I wanted Daniel Sun to get his ass kicked. Karate Kid. Yeah, but they, but they put the pulled the wool over GSP's eyes because at the end of the day, maybe. I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, I haven't seen the full thing. Oh, you but, haven't uh, you haven't finished no, it yet? I did. You got to get on this free trial, man. I did get Wild Wild Country. We can discuss that in a minute. Okay. Um, he said, that, and this is ironic because GSP on Punch Drunk once said this almost verbatim quote. He said, three things turned me on, uh, women, dinosaurs, and people saying I can't do something. <laughs> and Rogan's like, dinosaurs? And he didn't know about his dinosaur oh, obsession. He did, what? And no, he had no clue. Really? Yeah, and GSP's like, oh, yeah. GSP said he's so obsessed with dinosaurs that as a kid, he would dig in his backyard for fossils. 
and he would find rocks and he'd be like, oh, I found a dinosaur egg and he'd bring them inside. So they're like, I have the largest collection of dinosaur eggs in the world. I have 5,000 of them. Can't believe that so many dinosaurs decided to have eggs in my backyard. He said he was heartbroken though to, re- to find out that all his effort was for nothing because he found out like something about the soil meant that the, the, the stuff in Canada has no fossils. And he's like, little did I know. And Joe's like, oh, you're really, really no fossils in Canada? That's what he says. I mean, who knows if his information's but, I mean, there are hotbeds of fossils, obviously. And yeah, and Rogan was taught, like they were, t- he, uh, in his off time, in his four years, he said he traveled the world, part of which he was with uh, paleontologists. <laughs> <laughs> he said he went to Patagonia. He said, I, uh, I am not a good uh, paleontologist because I don't like it's like you take a toothbrush and it's like. Wait, that's the, the whole thing is like a meticulous excavation. He said he likes the information and he likes uh, to watch. He said he does not like oh, to, wait, to do it himself. You know what's even more boring than doing it yourself is watching <laughs> he's somebody a, he's a voyeur. fucking dust off. Does he jerk it? Do you mind if I uh, masturbate while you uh, take the ex- excavate the skeleton? Can I try on your uh, khaki vest for a minute? <laughs> They're like, who is this guy? What the f-? He uh, said his friends at the gym all are like, what the fuck? You're going to Patagonia for this? What does he show up there with a cooler and a lawn chair and an umbrella and he just watches? I guess, yeah. I think all those paleontologists after a while are like, why the fuck is this guy still here? This guy's jacked. I think he's a, <laughs> a professional athlete. He's, he's why, is he, why is he staring at us? He's wearing jean shorts. His shirt's off now. He's drinking a Fanta <laughs> with, with a straw. He has a BMX bike with him. What the fuck? He keeps saying all this stuff really makes him horny. <laughs> he's saying none of this is free will. He's saying weird shit over there. They're like, I'm scared of the guy. Get him out of here. Uh, <laughs> so then he tells this story. Uh, I think this was part of his free will discussion. The story gets really, but it was really long and really detailed and really bizarre. So, as has been documented, GSP says he was bullied very badly as a child, and that's why he got into martial arts because he was getting beat up. Yeah, and so there was apparently one guy who really targeted him was like the the Johnny Lawrence of his school. Uh, he said he must have said this guy was good looking like a, like twenty times. He was very tall, good-looking guy. The ladies loved him. Like It really plagued GSP that this guy had the ladies going. <laughs> and so this guy was on GSP's bus and would whip his ass. He said, one time he uh, pulled down my pants in front of all the people Shut on there. Up. He said, did you really? <laughs> Shut up. And he said, pulled his pants down. <laughs> he said, <"How> much- <laughs> I, got I like this guy's style a little bit. <laughs> and it said how much it humiliated him, especially because there were women, the girls around. Uh, he show his dick and balls. Uh, and they just pantsed him. I don't know. <laughs> and he said he was older, so and he was bigger, and he played hockey, and there was nothing he could do. And GSP said, even with my martial arts, I was way smaller, but I was the type of guy that I was just going to keep on fighting him. And eventually, he did get tired of beating him up. He's like, you're not even worth it. <laughs> he just stopped beating him up. Was GSP going out there looking for the fight? I think so. He was like, just said like I was like almost wow. insane to the fact of like I was just going to like get beat up like every Does day. Does he see him now? So they he did no clue what happened to this guy. And then he's like, I was driving in Montreal. I was pulling off a highway. A man comes up to my car begging. No. It was that guy. No, it wasn't. He said. he's Dude, he's fucking hallucinating this shit. So he said it's this. I think he thought it was this guy. There's no <laughs> way it's this guy. So he says it's the same bully. And GSP says to, and he sees this. GSP gets out of the car. And he says he can see it in his eyes like, Oh no, now GSP's the former champ. I'm in for it. Like, I'm fucked. 
<laughs> and he's like, so he's going to beat the shit out of this homeless guy. So that's, <laughs> probably not this guy at all. <laughs> so that's what this guy thinks. But GSP pulls up one on him. He takes out his wallet and he's going to give him everything in there. And he says to the guy, <laughs> he had three dollars. He said he, he said he had like a hundred bucks. He gives him a hundred bucks, and he says to the guy, "What happened to you, man? You were so good looking. You had everything." <laughs> <laughs> he was devastated that the guy's good looks have led him to the streets. <laughs> he's obsessed with this guy's fucking. He's I want to see this guy too. Is this guy like fucking the Brad Pitt of Canada? Is he just like an be. average looking guy? It could be. People call him Keanu Reeves. So GSB is devastated that this handsome bully is now on the street. He's like, if it can happen to this handsome guy, what chance do I have? Oh, his example was, I'm just a nice guy. It start, This is how it started. Sorry. He goes, I'm just a nice guy. Despite all the, uh, you know, the stuff between me and the Diaz brothers and the shit they yeah. talked and whatever. If I saw Nick Diaz on the side of the road with his car broken down, I would help him. He goes, that's not a choice. That's just who I am. And Rogan's like, no, it is a choice because you don't have to do it. Yeah, that's a total choice. <laughs> and he's like, no, Joe, that's how I am. I would just do it. And he's like, so he tells this. I think there's a language barrier. <laughs> there might be. <laughs> Either that or he's just very childlike and doesn't fully understand the concept. So he sees the guy, gives him the money. He says, you know, try to get yourself off the street, whatever. I hope this helps yeah, you. Yeah, this hundred bucks is going to fucking get him off the streets. But then GSP says that... He goes, he goes, I did still feel rage towards him, but to me, giving the money was like, felt so good because it's like, I'm helping you. You need me. Yeah, so it was almost, like, but, it, but it wasn't like out of the goodness of it, his heart. He wasn't doing it. He was doing it to like get revenge in a weird way. So then he went to his parents' house and they're like, you'll never guess who was here. It was your old bully came by. Shut up. And he was looking for you. And I don't get why <laughs> to would he fight him? <laughs> why would why would he think that Did he, any of this happen? Why did why would though George live with his parents? He goes, because these guy didn't know how to find him. So he went to his parents' house. Because George's like, I live in a small town. Everyone knows where everyone lives. So he lives like near his parents. Is his sister still cutting his grass? I don't know. So he goes, so the parents go, he stopped by, said you changed his life. He's <laughs> he's back on the right track. Shut up. I swear to God. No, he he dude, wanted to thank you. Dude. I don't think any. This is insane. <laughs> this guy gives him a hundred bucks, and he all of a sudden, dude. You know what chain of events has to take place for you to end up homeless, begging on the side of a highway? I don't think there's one act of anything that can actually change that fucking trajectory. That is insane. He had his looks back. My father said, "Hence, more handsome than ever." <laughs> what the fuck is this guy? What is he talking about? And so, is this, uh, is this any of this true? So he didn't see the guy, but he does know that he changed what his is life. This? this is a fucking, was this an allegory? It's is an this after a, school special. This is Sorry, George Sapier. <laughs> Who wrote this? The fucking uh, Grimm's? Is this a Grimm's fairy tale? I think, uh, what's his name? Uh, fucking Mike Seaver. What's the actor's name? Kirk Cameron. It's a Christian yeah, movie yeah, that he wrote. Is, uh, Sorry, George Sapier. <laughs> I think it is. Uh, so there's that. Uh, is it, yeah, what a weird... Uh, so he went to his house to thank him for the hundred bucks. He only gave a hundred bucks. What's he gonna do with that? We said that was all he had on him. I know, but what's he gonna do with a hundred bucks? To I mean, he could have driven to a fucking ATM and given him whatever. But a hundred bucks is it gonna fucking get you? According off the to this guy, you know that was all that he needed was the the champ to, to bless him, and whatever has been plaguing him, he's gotten over it. Well, um. I guess. Okay. Congratulations. Uh, GSP. He is now with the hottest girl from our uh, high school. They are married. <laughs> they are both supermodels now. That man's name is Fabio. 
Uh, you might know him as Tyson Beckford. <laughs> I brought his career back. What <laughs> <laughs> a fucking lunatic. Uh, so there was that. Uh, the aliens came up because uh, GSP, had. I was surprised, had a sense of humor. About he, the aliens? Well, he said to Joe... He's like, Joe, uh, there is something I must confess. And Rogan was like, oh, okay. And like, de- like you know, bought it. And he's like, uh, there was this fight I had and I was so scared of it that uh, I was taking uh, I, w- I was taking steroids. And he's like, oh, what? And he's like, what? It. And it was all yeah. about Nick Diaz yeah. and how then he's like, and then and, uh, by the way his delivery was phenomenal because it was trying to be deadpan but oh, he has was, that weird voice it was and, like, horrible it was hilarious Rogan was dying yeah but it was I was dying too because it was so absurd it was like an, a, a crazy attempt at comedy but using like deadpan humor to and, do well, it well then he's like a nerd so he has nerdy references he's like and then uh, I got that gamma ray from the incredible Alk, and I got the incredible Alk strength yeah so they brought up the aliens oh he said at the very end of the story was that then nothing works so he brought in the aliens and oh, that's what i heard that part yeah so joe was like yeah well let's talk about the aliens and and gsp claims that going into the first podcast he did not even know what a podcast was <laughs> and and that the length well, i mean but look I, I who cares it's how is it different than rate you know what i mean it's the same fucking thing as radio except you just put fucking upload it to your own site he's he said the length of the interview overwhelmed him and his guard went down. I think Rogan somehow brought up aliens. And he's like, I said, this guy knows everything. I can't believe it. And so that he just like, he w- went with it. And he was like so, oh, so overwhelmed. So wait, so he, he, he no, no, he's it's denying true. No, it. it's real. But he's saying that he would never with like share that information. But I like, you don't need to know what a podcast is. It's <laughs> the same as radio. It's the same as talking into a microphone, period. Maybe that's part of his choice. I like he, how didn't people, like, choice. Think it's like, he didn't have a choice to come out with it. Like it's something so different. It's just regular people can do it now. Yeah. Guys like us can just fucking do it and broadcast it out. Maybe GSP. But it's not any different than a fucking long radio show. He was bad interview cardio. After like 30 minutes, his head was all over the place. He opened up. So uh, he's like, let me tell the backstory. He's like, so it all happened when I was a young kid. Um, He's talking about it happening, though, when he was like training for big fights in the UFC. He's like, have you ever had something happen to you that you remember, but you don't remember fully? And Joe was like, well, I guess. Dude, is he suppressing some sort of like rape shit that I happened to him? So he says. Maybe this handsome, uh, handsome homeless man got him. <laughs> He's like, I don't know if these are dreams, if they're not dreams. He's like, things oh, were boy. happening to me. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. <laughs> he goes, and I don't know if they were really happening to me, if they weren't. Oh, dude, this guy. He's crazy. No, no. He, he had some sort of crazy trauma <laughs> happen to him that I think he's refusing to, to allegedly. He said he would draw... That's my take on it. Something bad happened to him, and he's suppressing it. So he would draw a picture of the thing that was plaguing him, and he would show it to his mother. What did it look like? A giant wiener? He claims it was like an alien, and then the mom's like, oh, that's an alien. And they were both like, oh, that's an alien that's plaguing him. Look at what his parents So that, that was the that's story. That's bad parenting. Oh, you know what? Well, that's probably like Uncle John, but you can't say yeah, that. Yeah, I You're know. Like, that's, that's an true. alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, and by the way... Uh, t- Uncle Tony's not coming over for Thanksgiving. Or, well, they don't have Thanksgiving in Canada, but he's not coming over for Christmas anymore. After that, I never saw the alien again. <laughs> I don't know. The alien was wearing a trench coat that I think he bought at Macy's. So that's, uh, I don't know if the alien was handsome or not. He Dude. didn't say. Oh, boy. Oh, man. 
Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't even <laughs> want to know what really happened that his parents are trying to cover up. Oh. He is uh, dying to go to Egypt. Hasn't been there yet. And the reason it's is... It's hard to get in there, isn't it? If you're married... No, it's... Uh, no, I think it'd be all right. Uh, no, that's a huge tourist... Uh, Saudi yeah. Arabia, you can't get into. These so uh, the something. reason he loves it is there was some period of time there where he's fascinated with because three alpha predators of the dinosaur era all were there at one time. <laughs> Jerking off in the sand. And he's like, Joe, can you imagine? Did they interact? Did they uh, fight? Did they not? <laughs> it's like, you're not going to learn any of that by being there. What's he going to do? Is he going to fuck the soil? I don't know what he's going to do. I have a feeling that right here is where that they used to uh, talk to each other. I could picture him having puppets and doing like, you know, like walking him around his Dude, hotel room. I could picture him having a puppet show on the streets of montreal <laughs> i'd love to for see kids it. about him and the, bu- the bully yeah <laughs> the bully's the other guy too he's also under the uh george under the stage this puppet, puppet show has saved my life <laughs> i was a handsome george. hockey player now i'm a homeless guy with no teeth he just wrote a i new, love performing he just wrote a new book how a hundred dollars changed my entire life <laughs> What did he do? Did he buy Bitcoin with it right before it went huge? He it was in the 80s. He bought Apple stock. He's <laughs> worth a billion dollars now. Uh, this man's name was Steve Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> you might know him as Elon Musk. <laughs> uh, he spoke about his crazy kickboxing friend. Remember we watched The Ultimate Fighter? Oh, that guy was great, dude. He was a Frenchman. He was a kickboxer. Fucking amazing. He would drink and smoke cigarettes all night, <laughs> and then he would come into The Ultimate Fighter set and beat the fuck out of the fighters George was training. That's was, was like my favorite guy that ever came on that show. And he was just like a fucking maniac. And George said... The producers came up to me because he was supposed to leave at the end of the week. And they said, please, this, this man needs to stay. And he said his team said, please, we've had enough of this guy. We can't take him Oh, anymore. the team? Well, they said this guy, A, is beating the fuck out of us. Two, he's crazy. And George said. <laughs> and the producers are like, this is gold. Oh, they, they this go, is gold. They told, they, go, this, they told me it was great TV. I, and But I was like, I love this man, but I don't like babysitting him. And so he oh, said, hey, uh, man, you got to go. It's funny because <laughs> told him to leave. Dude, like a month ago, I actually was Googling <laughs> that guy and trying to find clips of him from The Ultimate Fighter, and I can't find him they anywhere. They say his name on... Uh, I found his this, name, okay. but I can't find any clips of him on The Ultimate Fighter. Those okay. are the ones I wanted to find. At the uh, very end of the interview, it turns into like a 30-minute... Some of these wormholes that go down are like... They start talking about death. Yeah. And like what you know? Do you believe yeah. it's nothing? And, What's the good stuff though? Um, GSP at the end starts. He says Joe Rogan's spinning back kick is by far the most powerful kick he's ever seen a human being deliver. Dude, it's one of the most amazing technical kicks I've seen. And they just went like it's back like and forth. Same, like every time he does it, it's like exactly the same, and it fucking crushes that bag. Well, so uh, G- remember the GSP's trainer, that guy John Donaher. He's an Australian guy, and he's like very cerebral. He's a, he's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu yeah, man. He's, he's a jiu-jitsu genius. Uh, GSP calls him the Emperor. I guess they all have nicknames. Yeah. Uh, f- I've heard him on Rogan's podcast, and, uh, and Rogan's like he's a very dark man. Dark. And, and GSP's like he has very dark thoughts. John Donaher is very dark. I don't know what this guy's doing or thinking, but what the fuck? I don't know if he's like I want to kill people and fucking fuck. God damn. Who knows? But anyway. Uh, so they were talking, John Donaher went up to uh, Joe Rogan and he was like, uh, do you know anyone who can, uh, who can do, do like a really good spinning back kick? Like I'm trying to get jo- George to learn one. And Rogan's like, so he comes up to me and I'm like, this is going to sound crazy. And you know, I'm not <laughs> yeah. like, but he's like, I can. And George's like, 
John Donahue is such a genius. He was setting you up. He told me he knew you did it and that he did it. He that so he would ask you that. Yeah, way. yeah, but why would he just go, "Hey Joe, I know you have a great uh spinning back kick, so why don't you show him?" I think he why thought he, I think George thought that Dude, his, he is reading into everything <laughs> a bit too much. I think he thought that Joe would turn it down or something or feel why weird. Why would he turn it down? I don't know. And so he's like, he's such a genius that he approached you like this and did it this way. Oh, God. You know, I, I hate when people look read into stuff that deeply where it's like every move is so calculated. Well, then again, he believes his whole life is calculated. When then he says uh, intermittent fasting is he says he feels better than when he was 25. He said the only difference is yeah. his birthday was recent and he got he goes, I got absolutely wasted. It's a rare occasion for me. And he said the hangover was bad. That, other than that, he said physically better. I've intermittent- heard. I've. I've. I've heard a lot of competing. Like some people, it works for. Some people, it doesn't. Yeah, he says. He said the colitis is pretty much healed. He needs a little more time though before yeah. he can say he's going to fight. Dude, I think you just get on a decent diet and like if you're hungry, you eat. And you- I think it's the, the kitty. If you want to get big though, you kitty got- litter computer sprays killing his system. But if you want to get big, you do have to consume a shitload of protein. He I says mean, that's the building block of muscle. He said Bisbing the punch that hurt him. He said it was the worst, biggest punch he's ever taken. He's such a big guy compared to him. Uh, yeah. Didn't uh, didn't Brian Stan say Bisbing's the hardest uh, punching guy he ever? George said- oh, by the way, George. Uh- trained with who if you don't know him he's this huge heavyweight shane carwin fucking lunchbox wait he, he sparred with him around rogan's are you crazy he sparred with, sparred with him for a round carwin? and he goes i don't know what i was thinking he gets in there he goes carwin must have been pulling punches he said i hit and run i was not he said i don't want to Dude, carwin could could knock his head off he said he hit and run and he was moving the whole time i wish car would come back he should do the bare knuckle fighting in wyoming maniac bare knuckle fighting. he was literally one of my favorite fighters that was a one punch dude he never got out of round one until fucking brock lesnar took him out a huge fucking bomb god damn he was great to watch so uh yeah that's the that's the george st pierre uh bizarro but very fascinating man he's a great interview yeah, I think he might be one of the best in MMA fighter <laughs> interviews. By the way, big shout out to Bisbing, who yeah. retired. Did we give him a retirement shout out last time? I don't Eleanor think we did. Here. Oh, by the way, Luis J. Uh, Gomez and the Gomites is what he calls his fans. Um, I guess he said on... Why don't um, they call them Gonards? I thought our Gobots. Gonads? Gobots. Gonads. Or the Gonorias. Yeah. So I guess um, on their last, uh, what is it called? Like the you me love you, you me. You oh. say anything or you something? Out Believe of you me. Yeah. So he said to Bisbing, "Now that you're retired, let's get together and spar." And Bisbing said, "Yeah, that's just what I need, Lewis. I'm retired, and I'm, <laughs> people get wind that I'm sparring now with comedians." <laughs> Way, dude, what a death sentence! Why would you want to spar with Bisping? If he wanted to, he could hurt you very badly. I mean, even ta- him taking it easy on you, he's at such another level that even going light, he at some point would just get bored. And he's a competitive guy yeah. who's like, "Hey, man, I flew dude, here. I'm gonna fucking hurt that guy. you, dude." We st- remember we started watching him on fucking the Ultimate Fighter years ago. R- Ross Poynton, remember when is his buddy, his fellow Englishman who yeah. once uh, was whipped with uh, tire irons. <laughs> yeah. On the way to a fight, and he said, "Let me fight." The commission said no, and he was he's all bloody. <laughs> he was terrible fighter. I, loved, I looked that guy up, and he he retired, but he was fighting up until like well, 
kind of recently. He was very dumb. They're like, you need work on your jiu-jitsu. And he's like, you say my jiu-jitsu he shit. Ate the pizza? You're trying to say my jiu-jitsu shit. He, ate the, he went to weigh-ins, and then he ate like three pizzas afterwards. <laughs> and he felt bad. And he's Shocking. Like, oh, I feel sick. He kept saying, all he said was, you know what to mean? You know what to I mean? I love that guy. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, so there it is. Congrats to Michael Bisbing on his retirement. Go, hell hope, of an entertaining career. Hope he gets his eye fixed. Uh, it's been plaguing yeah. him for a long while. Um, so that's uh, some crazy shit going on out there. Wild times. Speaking of which, did you? Uh, this is a story that I've been meaning to do. We had Eleanor on where we, we talked about. By the way, thank you for everyone. Uh, very positive feedback for the Eleanor Kerrigan. Everyone loves Eleanor. Um, some Some said on the Facebook page, our best episode ever. I don't know if they're just Johnny Come Lately's. Oh, I forgot about the Facebook page. I try not to read anything anymore about us at all. Courtney tells, I don't look at it. She'll uh, tell me something if she feels I need to know it. But uh, do you hear about this 30-year-old son situation? You know what? Here's Okay, before we get into this, I... Have you, have you listened to the guy? Is he something wrong with yes. him? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. That's my problem with all... Like, he's mentally ill, dude. Like, so the parents... Because if you don't know what this is, is he... They took it to court. Uh, he said his parents are throwing him out. He doesn't want to leave. Yeah. Like, this guy needs... People are claiming he's just like a uh, jaded millennial who doesn't want to leave the house. That's what I thought. No, no, dude. This okay. guy said he had his kid taken away because... The mother of the child said that this dude ran his fingers through his hair too much. I mean, this dude's... What I think happened was this guy moved back into his parents who was about 22, which is probably about the time... This is all allegedly. This is all uh, an alleged theory I have. Okay. That when he was about 22, probably because he was probably getting mentally ill. And so they brought him back in there. And then... Because I know because I have personal experience with this with a family member... uh, this was all told, you know, I, yeah. I was around during this time. Yeah. And so they bring him back in because he can't fucking function on his own, but then he becomes too dangerous to fucking live with and he won't leave and they're probably scared of him. So they're trying to get him out and he's fucking... Got it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So thank you for that uh, intervention. Yeah, no, I was the same when I heard it. I was like, this... Fu-, and then I heard the guy and I was like, oh, yeah, people are really exploiting this fucking guy and he's clearly got some fucking screws loose. Some pizza shop offered him a job. Yeah. I did, I, see, it's not a job that's the problem here. It's this guy... <laughs> and it's like, can he keep the job? Yeah. And he claims he has a business he's running right now. He's self-employed. He's got a maybe working with GSP. Dude, let's just say <laughs> maybe he's a homeless guy. GSP saved him. <laughs> this guy had a lot of similarities to a family member of mine that uh, it just rang a little too real for me when I listened to this guy talk. Well, we'll skip to this one then. Uh, Barb sent me this one, and this is uh, this is right up your alley. I think you'll enjoy this. Uh, this is from USA Today. They've gotten into the uh, Daily Mail style stories. Haven't they all? Now? So this is uh, Andrew DeWitt, friend of the show, his neck of the woods. This is South Carolina. Oh. Uh, this is a grocery store that when I went to school in Florida, uh, I went to regularly. It's called Publix. I called it Pubix, along with uh, some of my pals. Okay. Uh, when you'd go in there, you'd go to the deli, get a nice sandwich. and then Was it, it would, Boar's Head? A delicious Boar's they'd Head? They'd always say, you want Boar's Head or Publix? <laughs> Why is everyone pushing Boar's Head so it's, much? Boar's Head is in every grocery store. And they Remember are, with the Ralphs? What a delicious Boar's Head. They always are pushing the Boar's Head on you. It's the guacamole, the avocado of uh, sandwich meats. Yeah. They're like, it's extra, but it's oh, it's delicious. <laughs> so um, somebody ordered a cake uh, for their, uh, I believe it was for their son, Jacob. Uh, 
Oh, Big J, Big Jake got a birthday. Yeah, maybe Big J Okerson. I don't know. It's real name. Blackjack Okerson. <laughs> it is BJO. Uh, so they Jacob's graduating high school, and uh, this the parents are proud of him. They want the cake to say, "Congrats, Jacob, summa cum laude, class of 2018." By the way, who gets a cake? <laughs> you know what my problem with high school graduations is that like most people graduate from high school, it's not that big of an accomplishment. <laughs> well, I, I guess it's not a whole lot of celebration to I do. I guess here. they appreciated the summa cum laude status. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I had. There was, there was like, yeah, well, you yeah, did it. You should have, you moron. You <laughs> no, should have gotten out no, of high go school. Go work or go to college. Yeah, those are your choices. Uh, but then uh, Publix said they could not do it. They said the word "come" was in the, in the in the word, and they refused. But they're spelling it C O M E, or no, spelling C-U-M. it C U M? It's spelled C U M. Wait, what is it? It's what? it's summa cum laude, oh, it's cum laude, which is Latin. Yeah, <laughs> it's not come. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! So they would they claim it was software that did it, but I think it was somebody saw it. No, so someone flagged just the linking of these three just letters. The word come. They said no, no, cannot. but like C U M can't yeah. be. They they flagged that from the system completely. Yeah, so they it was not able to be on the cake. Really? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. What if your last name is uh, Scum Scumstein? They're not going to do You're it. Sorry, you can't do business at Publix <laughs> if you want a fucking cake. She so then she had to uh, she had to go into the special instructions box and uh-huh. say, "Hey, this is a Latin phrase that." Uh, that is means. Why, also, why couldn't they means, just spell it with an O and then meticulously just uh, cut the top of the O they, off? I don't think they thought and make that, a U. I don't think this, they thought this would have been a problem. What, yeah, what do they have to go get a uh, fucking customer service? They're gonna call India. So she went in the instruction box and said, "This means with honors or distinction." Oh my god! Uh, she even included a link to a website explaining the meaning of it. Uh, and so because when you told me that. I didn't even register. I was like, how are they getting, how is this even happening? (laughs) So they get the cake. Um, Oh, I guess. So they, sorry, the cake was made, but instead of the word come, there was just dot dash, dash, dash. So it says (laughs) summa dash. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's right here. There's a picture of it. So don't go in there. What if you graduate magnum cum laude? It's like you can't do any of the cums. Jacob said uh, the cake experience was kind of frustrating and humiliating because I had to explain to my friends and family like what that meant, and they were giggling uncontrollably. At least my friends were. Uh, his mother was upset. She said she was absolutely humiliated. Oh, she said her son was absolutely humiliated. Also, but, and this is ridiculous, but it's also not such a huge deal. But also, <laughs> this whole thing is fucking ridiculous. Publix apologized, offered a refund. Uh, well, I hope so. I bought some free cum cake. Then I guess they said, we're just happy that, uh, oh, the woman, the mom said, we're just happy that her son graduated and has a bright future. It's really not a huge deal. But yeah. uh, Also, couldn't they just write, get a blank cake and write it themselves? I think they should have put a dick with uh, pic- like cum coming out of oh, it. Oh, yeah. I think they should have put drops. <laughs> I think underneath cum, there should be like droplets <laughs> coming off of it. Uh, that actually would be a great cake where it's a <laughs> cock and it just says, oh, fucking... <laughs> What did they want on there? It wasn't Magnum Cum Laude. It was Summa. Summa Cum Laude. What, something like that. Someone should just start making cakes like that. Uh, or just go to a dirty cake shop and be like, hey, here's what I want. Oh, yo, there's one on every corner I hear. <laughs> the dirty cake shop. Uh, then there was this one that happened. You have to go to like a uh, adult bookstore that makes cakes in order to get that shit. It's probably somebody would do it. 
Dude, any local baker would do it. Not you don't go to these see man, you can't go to these corporate places. Public. Strict uh strict policy. It might be a little t- you might want to lighten up a little bit. Do you uh this one I just I found this myself. Also, by the way, this. if somebody wants to make a dirty cake, who gives a fuck? Yeah, who cares? Like it's not like you're putting it out on prominent display at the front of your store. And it's not for a kid's birthday, it's an eighteen year old. Who cares? Even if it was for kids, if the parents... It's like, hey, go it. to college and come hard. That's the problem? Why? Yeah. It's not hate speech. Yeah. Who cares? What Can you... Why do you just say something like, you could write out dropping loads or something? <laughs> Ropes? No condoms allowed? <laughs> big old big old loads. <laughs> hey, blow your load in college? Yeah. Did you hear about this? It's crazy. Uh, this is CNN. So apparently... Uh, where Where is this? Where in the world is this? Carmen San Diego? It's in Denver. So there's an FBI agent, guy's off duty. Oh, I saw this. This fucking idiot. Yeah. Goes, Dude, is this real? It seems like I, it is. It seemed like somebody uh, photoshopped the muzzle flash. He goes to a nightclub and then he he's doing like backflips and shit on the dance floor like he's Jean Claude Van Damme and yeah. kickboxer. Uh, he loses his gun. It falls out of the back of his pants. And then it's on the floor, and in the process of trying to pick it up in a hurry, it goes off, and he shoots some lady in the leg. He did shoot a lady. Yeah. Because he he ends up, like, walking away, kind of like... To me, it all seemed fake. And maybe it is. Maybe we'll find like out. The, the muzzle fake. flash? It says one person was struck in the lower leg, but is expected to survive. Denver cops issued that statement. Okay. I'm skeptical, but it maybe it did. But also, he was very casual. Like, for a guy in law enforcement, he just kind of, like, it looked like he kind of walked away from the situation instead they, of running up to the lady. They say he wasn't arrested. How were you not arrested for that? Well, accidental discharge. I don't know. But I mean, leave, it's an accident. I mean. But but he didn't seem that concerned. It's just bizarre, though. Like, is I mean, FBI is like, you fucking, they say they didn't know if he was drunk. So this guy is in a club yeah. doing backflips and shit. He's not drunk. I will say, very athletic guy. To, he was oh, you know like, that every wedding he goes to, he whips out these backflips. But dude, also, what kind of what kind of fucking uh, holster do you have? If you're going to do backflips, that shit better be locked down. Yeah. Like, tight. Or you might want to just put the t- put the gun on the table and then go out the dance floor. Something tells me. Because when he grabbed it, it looked like he hit the trigger. He may be getting the talking to. Uh, oh, I think he hit From his higher ups. If the, he's going to get whatever the. Uh, Siberia. Whatever uh, the traffic crossing or the, uh, what do they call it? The people that, you know. Crossing guard. Now do the traffic when the oh, traffic yeah, yeah. lights are out. With well, the he cops. May, I think he may. Whatever be. the FBI equivalent of that is. He may be uh, like he's in a, a basement just sorting paper, paperwork. Yeah, he's just fucking shredding stuff. <laughs> he might be scanning with John Little. He very well Yeah, you be. got these FBI documents? Yeah, I can do backflips. I just choose not to. Uh, then this is another CNN. I believe Barb sent me this as well. I think somebody- By the way, uh, John Little, very unimpressed with the Louis J. Gomez sparring session. Really? He texted me. He goes, what's this guy's name? You're fighting? Then he, he got back to me. I just watched this guy- Spar, some fat fuck. There was two fat fucks fighting, and I was dying. <laughs> he's not sold on him. This guy's a piece of shit. Well, he's not into him. That's fine. Uh, so apparently, um, <clears throat> this is from Australia. There is a uh, small mouse-like critter. Uh, That's the, not a mouse. It's not a mouse. It's a marsupial. I don't know what the fuck's the thing's name. 
Um, Titmouse? I don't know it's what the bird, name is. Isn't it? It's so like these things are known for marathon mating sessions, which can last up to 14 hours. Wait, fucking one of its of its other? Just one single one or multiple ones? I think single, but I'll get to it. But they say that these things are fucking so long and so hard that they're actually killing themselves. <laughs> and that the species, the species may be extinct due to hard fucking. So are we trying to save them? Yeah. Because by the way, you, if p- things are fucking themselves to death. They deserve to go out. J- just like us. Yeah. We'll eventually fuck ourselves to death. Yeah. So the uh, Australian government has added two species of, uh, it's called the ant. Ant- Antichinus? So what are they going to do? Like throw water on them after they've been fucking for a little bit? I don't know. The black-tailed dusky and the old silver-headed uh, Antichinus are being added to the endangered species list, saying that uh, all the sex is killing them off. <laughs> then, why, then why are we saving them? <laughs> yeah. That's evolution. Doing it to themselves. So during the mating season, which lasts for several weeks each year, the males and females move frantically from one mate to another. Oh, so they're just dropping bombs. There's no courtship, just sex with as many partners as possible. Whoa. Uh, they literally, Jeff Corwin, we used to watch a show that he did on the uh, Animal Planet. Yeah. So they literally become a marsupial zombie in their pursuit, uh, Jeff Corwin. Are there animal STDs? Uh, probably. I mean, that kill, like, that could take you out, like we have? Oh, I don't know. We, we just don't, have don't, way don't, too don't, much. Um, koalas get... Yeah, but I think that... I don't think they die. I think they can give it to us, but I think they're immune to it. Oh, okay. I mean, uh, chimpanzees get AIDS, yeah. but it doesn't kill them. Uh, the males of these things only live about a year, and the females live up to three years, but on average, they both die after uh, a litter is born. Wait, so how often is the litter born? So they die pretty quickly. Yeah. So it says the -the round-the-clock sex stresses both sexes, and only the males produce testosterone, uh, said some research guy. Um, He said the constant high levels of testosterone keep the stress hormone cortisol from shutting off. And so eventually it reaches... drains like his adrenal glands? So eventually it reaches toxic levels and causes the animal's immune system to malfunction. (laughs) The animal then bleeds internally and dies due to fucking. What a fucking way to go. Yeah, just the uh, power orgies. God damn. Um, So they say it it purges almost half of the adult population every year. Um, So they're already vulnerable. But then they claim that humans are also pressuring them. (laughs) <laughs> we're pressuring what? people watching them you better keep fucking um, what is a bunch of perverts out there with lawn chairs like GSP being like oh I love to watch them fuck Corwin says it's not just too much sex he thinks what's killing them is habitat loss climate change and uh, predator species uh, being introduced like dogs wait whoa 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 so one side <laughs> saying it's too much fucking the other side it's environmental changes how could there be two Two groups that differ that greatly on their theories. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, he said dogs, cats, and rats are uh, outcompeting the species to extinction. Um, he says, and as this species, as it shows us, just wants to have a good time. <laughs> what? Is- <laughs> this is the uh, this is like the Ibiza of uh, of species. Here. If someone's asked you in a job interview if you could be any animal. You tell them the antichinus. <laughs> this thing. Because <laughs> they're like, why? Because they fuck for 14 hours. They fuck hours. until they bleed to death internally. <laughs> to die. Uh, they think there could be as few as a few hundred animals of each of the two species left. Wait, uh, a few hundred? In order to oh, save wow. them, which I don't get why people are, 
Uh, this researcher guy thinks humans need to get them to migrate to southern Australia where it's colder. But uh, researchers aren't sure how they would even introduce them to that area. Oh, my God. Uh, some people are saying, what if we keep the males and females separate? But then how the fuck are they going to reproduce? Also, why are we sticking our fingers in this in this uh, shit still? I, if it's environmental factors, yes. But if it's just them fucking, uh, then I, you just got to fuck them out of existence, I guess. Yeah. It's, yeah, I don't, I don't know why, like... Uh, what a weird! <laughs> like, but these things are loving to fuck. Also, man, it's just like uh, how these. I mean, are are they uh, are the females like very infertile? Do they need like fifty dudes to fuck one of them in order to get them pregnant? I don't know. It says uh, there are some other animal species that do that. For example, the garter snake. Uh, they say they engage in massive tangled orgies that are so exhausting that the males age Whoa. faster and die sooner. Well, I could only fucking I could only imagine what that looks like. Oh, just I a, hate snakes. Just Ugh. a massive snake. You're, you're fighting the Puerto Rican rattlesnake. I know. I said I hate snakes. Or as Ari Shafir calls him, the Latino tapeworm on Twitter. I know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think he also calls him Puerto Rican trash. <laughs> <laughs> has he Might called him that? Term. I think he has called him that. Wow. I believe that he may have said that to me. That's interesting. I think he might say it to his face. We have time for one more quick one? Yeah, we got another quick one. This is a mystery, uh, the likes of which Sal Zuno and uh, Sharketti, two former Danish and O'Neill investigators, need to look into. Uh, I think we have to try to piece together what happened here. I don't know if we're ever going to figure it out. This is out of Orlando. Uh, This is some news site, some Orlando news site. So the uh, FBI, I don't know, no word on whether the backflipping uh, gun discharging FBI agents in on this. They're trying to determine whether to press charges after a man allegedly punched a pregnant deaf woman uh, and her service dog on a Frontier Airlines uh, plane in Orlando. <laughs> trying to try to determine whether they should press charges. Yeah. So no charges, I think, as of the time of this was written, uh, was were pressed. So according to Orlando police, as the flight from Colorado was descending for landing at Orlando, Timothy and Petrini Manley, I don't know what kind of name that By is. By the way, if you're like on an international flight and something happens and you're basically in the middle of the ocean, who like who, who gets the, uh, who can charge you? Yeah, because yeah, I mean, I say you're flying to a country that has super strict shit. Yeah, I'm not sure. Do you go America or you go fucking Thailand, whatever the you're like, shit's I, there? I need an air lawyer. Yeah. Call me somebody up. Is there a lawyer on board? Uh, so Timothy and Petrini Manley took issue with uh, a fellow passenger service dog. Uh, Petrini Manley, I think that's the woman, allegedly complained she was allergic to dogs, and Timothy Manley complained the dog, a Great Dane, was taking up too much space. Uh, but the couple, the dog... Well, she had a Great Dane that was a service but dog? But the couple they were with, they're both deaf. That's a tough... Uh, but I looked up. They said Great Danes can be of great help. No, no. I'm just saying that's a fucking huge dog. Yeah, it's big. Especially but it, to but fly. It, I, but you can probably teach it to get shit up off of high shelves. Yeah, it probably gets the baggage up off the top. Yeah, yeah. It puts it up there. <laughs> also, I heard when you walk into the bathroom that they're standing up pissing in the toilet. So whatever happens, happens. Timothy then punches the dog oh. with a closed fist. Dude, why am, I never, dog. why am I never on these flights where something Seriously. insane happens? Yeah, that's crazy. Because I don't, what would your reaction be? Some dude just punched a fucking great thing. I don't know what I would do. What, did the dog do something to deserve it? I don't know. What do you do? Did you see those two dudes that got in a fight on a, on a, with the stewardess and they fought each other and one no. of them's going to prison for like 10 years. Jeez. Yeah, if you do stuff on a plane, don't, they don't, yeah, don't fuck around because they, they had to divert life. the plane. So this guy punches a great day. Punches the dog. 
Uh, the owners of the dog, Matthew... Didn't hear it at all. Didn't know <laughs> well, they are Didn't deaf. know that this guy was beating the shit out of their dog. They are both deaf, so they may probably did not hear it. Also, uh, Great Dane is a very short-haired dog. Chances are, even if you're allergic, probably not that big of a fucking deal. So Matthew Silva and Hazel Ramirez, they're both deaf. Uh, they began arguing with the Manleys in quotes as best as they could. Uh, though they both communicate via sign language, so I'm sure. Oh, just, dude, that uh, might have been a that was a frantic fucking flailing of fingers and hands. Uh, Timothy reacted by getting in Matthew's face. Timothy's the non-deaf oh. guy. Matthew's the deaf guy. Gets yeah. in his face. According to the police report, at some point, Hazel, who is the deaf guy's wife, she's deaf as well. She's pregnant. Punched in the stomach by Timothy. Oh. Uh, and two children, two of their children, were touched by Timothy. Wait, touch sexually? It uh, does not say. I assume violently, but I don't know. I think it was aliens that touched them. I will draw a picture of the perpetrator. These aliens have huge penises. Mama, look at this dinosaur egg. It weighs 50 pounds. Dude, by the way, the <laughs> fact that they let him believe that, too. Well, he said his mom would always be like, oh, yeah, it does look like one. Found another one. I will go out. This is the 50th one I found today. <laughs> George, our backyard's covered with rocks. You're breaking the lawnmower. <laughs> Uh, so Ramirez uh, said that's when my fiance, fiance just became furious because he put his hands on me and the kid and the dog. <laughs> yeah, it's like it finally took that much for this guy <laughs> to like, break. First, you all right, you my punched, dog. You punched my pregnant wife. I'm gonna let that. Slide. No, first you punch the dog. Yeah. Then you punch the pregnant wife. Then you touch my two children. All right, three strikes. That's it. <laughs> I'm I've had rolling enough. my sleeves up. Um, the argument continued as the couples departed the plane. And, wait, so uh, wait. All this happened. No stewardess said anything. No civilians on the plane said anything. I guess not. What is this? A cargo ship? Uh, the the guy tackled Timothy Manley, according to police, on the way out. Yeah. God damn! Why does this shit never happen on my flights? I would be like, what the fuck? He admitted in the police report to tackling him, saying he did it so he could be detained until the police got there. <laughs> Uh, Petrini Manley told uh, the news that Holinson was just a misunderstanding. <laughs> just a big old misunderstanding. Do they have witnesses? She said her husband accidentally hit the dog, but couldn't convince uh, the deaf people that it wasn't on purpose. Oh, wait, but what about the punch to the stomach? Uh, Self-defense? Let's see. It says no one was arrested in the incident, which is crazy. Yeah. When you hear her punch a pregnant woman in the stomach That's... and a dog. That's a little out there. Uh, but the case has been referred to the FBI. They're like, we're in over our heads. By the, we by the, the way, feds. What, what the fuck is the FBI doing in this case? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what anyone's doing. The FBI's not going to fucking look into this. By the way, they're lucky this isn't Matt Hamill, former deaf uh, UFC star. Oh, that dude would have pounded. He would have he shot the double yeah. and takedown. He was a wrestler at some... By uh, the way, he fought Michael Bisping, he and did. he was on The Ultimate Fighter. They, not the same year. They didn't but. get along. No, they were. Oh, that was the same year. They, they hated yeah, each other. It was the other. Tito. Over, he was yeah. his same training camp, yeah. and they hated each other because he looked at Hamill as a goody-goody in Tito's uh, yeah. suck-up. Uh so the FBI's is that uh, Tate? No, because this took place on a plane. The FBI comes in, I guess. Was Tate on that uh, season? No, no, that was that was BJ Penn and uh, no, that was Ken Shamrock. Was Shamrock and, and Tito. Yeah, uh, the FBI was contacted, and a copy of the reported uh, the report is provided to them. The police report states Hazel does not wish to prosecute and will testify in court. Um, Hazel doesn't wish to prosecute. Yeah, isn't that the deaf lady? Why isn't she not? Watching? Dude, what is happening? Did here? nobody? Did no, were there no witnesses to this? I don't know. This is bizarre. 
Frontier uh, Airlines. The one. So was the other couple blind? Was it like a blind and deaf couple fight? I don't know. Frontier Airlines sounds like the wild, wild west. By the way, I'm I'm not a fan of Frontier Airlines. Yeah, I've heard bad things. I've had some bad experiences. Said the safety and security of our passengers is our top priority. Apparently not. Upon deplaning flight 1752 from Colorado to Orlando, there was a confrontation between passengers. Police were immediately notified to aid in uh, de-escalating the situation. So I don't know. Did this guy get away with... uh, Deaf abuse and animal abuse? Could this be the world's worst misunderstanding? <laughs> I don't know. It's a mystery. I know, If they can't hear it, like, how did they... Did someone see him punch it? I don't know. Punching the Great Dane. But then if you punch the pregnant woman, how does that go? Uh, did, and then you touched his kids? I don't understand what Do you the think he just is. touched her, like, somehow brushed against her, and they interpreted that as a punch? Maybe they smelled the punch coming. That's true, too. I don't know, dude. There's too many. <laughs> there's a lot of moving parts. The FBI is going to be Plus, like, they're going to throw this in the garbage, and everyone's going to walk away. The other people on the plane say this guy did hit the. Pre- Why would they let him go off the plane? People are tackling people. Uh, you got to chalk this one up to uh, just. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's a mystery that may never be solved. This is this is a greater mystery than the shit who done it. Yeah, it's up there. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to make of it. But look, if all this, okay, if all the things happened that he said happened, somebody must have seen. This isn't just like a punching of the dog. It was the punching of the stomach. Well, it sounds like it was there the was touching of the children. Sounds like there was a lot of problems throughout. Like, and then it boiled over. Yeah. And where did he punch the dog? Did he punch it in the body so as not to leave any wounds? Could have. Could have punched it in he the punch it in punch the in the ribs. Could have punched its dick. There's a lot of area to punch. Very weak dog because it's got so many exposed area. Got no fat on it. I'm assuming too. Service dogs are taught never to use their strength for evil. But maybe that dog was doing what I was doing, let as a joke, letting it lick my wiener as a joke, and then <laughs> they misunderstood it when he tried to push the dog's face away. I think the only way to solve this is Frontier flies just the four of these people. In a plane by themselves? In a plane by themselves. Duke it out? Let them duke it out. <laughs> if you kill somebody, you're exonerated. Are the kids going to come too? Sure, bring the kids. You touched my day. kids, you <laughs> son of a... Are the kids deaf? Uh, it does not say. It's a good question. Yeah. The, the dog, I believe, is a full hearing dog, but it didn't say what the, maybe the uh, dog has problems. I don't know. Maybe, what if she has the baby and it's deaf and she blames it on being punched? That could I don't I don't know if they're sniffing a lawsuit on this. It is just a crazy situation. Do you punch a pregnant woman? You're going to jail. Shit's going down. Yeah. So I even if you shove a pregnant woman, I don't know who to believe here. Yeah, it's, uh, I have a feeling they're both some shady shit on both sides. Well, it sounds happening. like the well, it was allergies, and then what was the guy's excuse? One of was allergic, and then one one was what was his problem with it? I thought the allergy. They both had allergies. That's why they had a problem with it. Oh, uh, oh! You mean what is what is like one of them said allergies, and yeah. The other one had some other problems. Oh, it was too big. Maybe it came on him or something. It was too big. Maybe it was yeah, wait, it still is its nuts. <laughs> it was fucking his leg. Though. Oh, what if they had food and the dog dipped his nuts in his Jello? <laughs> it stood up, and he's like, "Hey, maybe he was grabbing the Jello off of his nutsack, and he thought he punched it, and then he starts yelling at it." And uh, then he punches guy in the wife in the stomach. What if it took a steamy shit in the guy's carry-on? I don't understand set. where these dogs shit. Some of they got to shit at some point. I guess they try to take them before and or after. Airplanes are disgusting. So you're on like a 15 hour flight. The dog's gonna have to shit. Shit in your mouth and then you spit out the toilet. 
<laughs> how badly do you want your? How badly do you want to be comfortable on this flight? Oh God! Can you imagine if a dog shit and then it just smelled? You know that dog shit smell? Oh, oh that person would dude, be. I would puke. That person would be possibly physically attacked. Oh, did you hear about the guy? That people were throwing up because he s- smelled so bad. He uh, he had a plane stopped. <laughs> they they had to take it back. They said it smelled they like people he, were pe- like nearly passing out. They said it smelled like he hadn't showered in weeks. That's fragrant. People were vomiting in the aisle. That's fragrant bo. That's like uh, the old the old uh, grocery store delivery <laughs> customer. Yeah. If she sat down next to you on a plate, I would instantly puke. You would. Uh, how do you, how did that guy make it through security? But I, can you stop him for smelling? Is that a thing? I think you should be able to. It's uh, it's smellerism. <laughs> it's terrorism via bad smells. Dude, what if it's uh, it's uh, it's smell scrimination? <laughs> You're like, hey, I, I have a disease where I smell like shit. Yeah, sorry, but you know what? What would you do if someone sat down and they smelled so bad? I mean, so bad to the point that you're gagging. Would you say something or would you just go, oh, oh. I guess I would just gag. That would be me saying something. Oh. No, but what if he didn't even acknowledge that you were gagging? I would gag in their direction and, and make myself puke on their lap. And you're stuck in the window seat. Oh. And this big smelly fuck is next But in to the you. middle seat is a deaf guy with a great Dane. Well, <laughs> you're stuck with three. And the great Dane's gagging in your direction. Uh. Where does the great Dane go? On the floor, I'd imagine. It's so big. I can't have anything in the aisle. They put it on the overhead. Might have to get its own seat. I don't know. Those things are tall. Yeah. What if it's standing up, farting, and you're like right, you're right behind it. Yeah, it walks on two legs down there. It has a duck. <laughs> I think like Andre the Giant. A lot of those dogs with the shit behind the curtain in a bucket. Oh god. <laughs> Same bucket. Hey, right, can you buy a bucket that the airplane used for Andre Giant to take a shit in? And he signed it. I love. <laughs> and the shit's still in there. It's yeah. petrified. <laughs> it's scared of it. Maybe GSP collects petrified uh, Andre the Giant shit. It is my favorite thing. He is a fellow uh, Frenchman. Dude, that guy that smelled, you can't be flying and smelling that bad. Sorry. He's not allowed to fly. Yeah. But I, it sounds like his fr- he either has no friends and family or they're scared to tell him. It sounds like he has no friends and family. <laughs> or they're like, hey, you know what's a good idea for you? Try flying somewhere. See what happens. I don't, maybe there's a condition where you would reek like shit. Or, maybe, or you might just not wipe your ass. Maybe it's a broke, like a nose that doesn't work. A disease where you can't dude, smell. You don't have to have a sense of smell to know that you smell. Yeah. I you think know? he's taking dumps in his in his pants. He's lucky he's, he's, no one died. From smell? Speaking of smells, let's do a quick Wild Wild Country review. Uh, not too into it, because obviously there's people who haven't seen yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, documentary on Netflix about uh, cults. So what, what the Ragnishis. What were your feelings on... Uh... My theories are, I agree with you, I think that Sheila and uh, the, the Bagwan, a.k.a. Osho, if you knew him later in life when he decided to go Japanese. <laughs> Isn't it great when he starts cussing? Sheila, Sheila is, is a, a bitch. Sheila was nothing but a bitch. I was like, this guy's trash talking. Well, then Sheila said uh, to the media, if you don't like it, tough titty. This <laughs> is a tough titty on the news. Dude, the Australian lady is crazy. She is insane. Killed somebody, but she acted like attempted she, attempted murder. No, she, yeah, yeah. Well, he didn't die. He, he could have died, and easily. then was going to shoot a fucking yeah. U.S. government official. But I love the way that she downplayed it all. Oh yeah, she was like, oh, I was just, you know, I had a good shot, and they said you can do it, and I said okay. I just, I wasn't going to do it, but I just kind of went along with it. It's like you fucking. Well, liar. then, but then she made it seem like she 
broke the spell of the Bagwan, but then in the end said, sometimes I think I left too soon. I should have stayed. Dude, she, she, I, I look at it as murder because yes. that was her intent. Yeah. And she thought that that was what was going to happen. She stabbed the doctor in like this fucking weirdo club, the nightclub they had with a needle and hoping that he would like, it was to kill yeah. him. And then, uh, and then she went down, but like, she was a total lunatic, and she tried to downplay yeah, she was it nuts. all. She tried. She brought her kids to this place, no, where people are fuck. By all accounts, people were fucking everywhere. Yeah, which like that the, was like which the, the main- only was the only enticing part to me, where I was like, <laughs> maybe I could have been lured into this because you could fuck all you wanted, and there were some decent looking women there. So my theory, yeah, a couple of the nude shots. There were some attractive ladies. Yeah, uh, my theory is, I think they'd be too crazy. It'd be a real turnoff for yeah. me. Yeah. So the Wilford Brimley guy, who was the town, uh, the, the town lawyer, Antelope. No, Wilford Brimley. He was running oh, the overalls, the, guy, the yeah. former mayor, I think, yeah. of Antelope. He said in the end that his theory was that the Bagwan was a con man. I agree with him. Yes. That I think they never set out to start a religion, but then they realized that these people were willing to give their money for the Bagwan. And so when Sheila came in, she's like, we can make millions. I think he was, you know how now there's all these evangelists that are preaching wealth yeah. and prosperity. And like, if you're poor, then then God won't accept you and stuff like that. It's like the guy who wants the $54 million jet. Yeah. This new guy. There's yeah. a, there was another guy. I think this guy was the originator of that. Like that sort of thing. Well, he had like, they said, uh, Double-digit Bentleys or Rolls Royces. Yeah, he had Royces. like 20 Rolls Royces. People started giving him like uh, diamond jewelry and he was wearing it. Yeah, he wore it and he said it was good to flaunt that shit. And he said, Dude, hey. Did you see they had an airport with multiple jets? Well, they also said, why should why should religion not be capital capitalistic? He's like, we're capitalists. I don't think he, I don't think he even started. I don't, I think that it, together with some other people, this guy had a great stair job. He, he had, a, he, he had he a great gaze. He had the look. He had a long, ZZ top, gray beard. I don't think he ever set out to do it because he. Remember, he went on like seven years where like no he one even saw him when he, he wouldn't just, talk because he's like, I don't, I don't know what to say to these people. Yeah, because he's like, the money's rolling in, and if I say anything and they start losing faith in me, then we'll lose the money. So then this lady Sheila comes in. I believe she was obsessed with this guy. She was a she was a super obsessive person. Yeah, that and like you could tell like a bit of a sociopath. Like felt no guilt for trying to like kill people. She was a total fucking sociopath. I think she started fucking the Bagwan, and then he he broke it off, and she lost her mind. I don't. That's think, when she went no. rogue. You disagree? I think that power went to her head. Bagwan gave her too much power, and she went fucking nutty started, with the power. Started pe- speaking the third person at yeah, one point that in the was documentary. Great. She's also, like, Sheila is very good woman. And I was like, whoa, this lady's crazy. Dude, I don't think it had anything to do with fucking Bagwan. I think here's what happened. She got a taste of the fame. She got a taste of the power. She was doing all she, the media. She was basically the leader. Like, because he was uh, yeah. holed up in whatever the hell he was holed up in. And she was like making all the, the policies. Yeah. He gave her, he was the secretary. She was the secretary. But that basically means you're like the front man. Because he would just go hide and get money. Dude, she was a fucking, you, we see it out here all the time with people fucking, especially in Hollywood. There's these total psychos who now get some fame and power and they lose their fucking shit. She uh, she desperately wanted it, and she desperately wanted it never to go away. And she knew if that town stopped this, like the feeding frenzy would be over, and she would be nothing. She eventually left the town with the Australian lady and like her crew of women. Yeah, they fled on that plane. One of the more disturbing things of the, the whole document, there was a lot of disturbing things, is how hard these people would laugh at absolutely nothing. 
Yeah. They were constantly like laughing they, maniacally. He said the Bagwan was hilarious too. But he just said not one, <laughs> nothing funny. Dude, they're, they're all lunatics. They they're were just, in a cult. They would dance. They would laugh maniacally I love nothing. What, I love when they all got machine guns. Oh yeah, they were carrying like that was creepy as fuck. They were carrying like nineteen eighties like action movie machine guns, and they all knew how to shoot. And they had their own police force. It'd be scary as fuck. Of you going like yeah, they were up against like these cowboys, and they were fucking harassing the goddamn locals. Yeah, they were doing paparazzi style. Both sides were at fault. Yeah, the Bagwan more so because they were running an immigration scam. They're having people marry in states. Just so they could stay in the U.S. and then come back to the reservation. It was all a scam. What happened was it was the same as everything. It it started out. I don't even think he started out as good intention. I just thought he goes, "Hey, this is a good way where I don't have to work and people can support me." Well, MP, yeah, I'm gonna and make I don't millions. Give a fuck. I'm gonna make millions of dollars. And then it starts spiraling. And then he goes, he goes, "We got to tap into the U.S. market." Well, then Sheila starts trying to kill people. It just gets crazy. By the way, crazier. People are idiots because this motherfucker is still making money in India. Did you see it where they have the the pay machine? Yeah, you the, can pay with your credit card and you get this sort of you want thirty minute meditation session. The religion is worldwide. That guy was only 50-something when he died. He looked like 80. Dude, he didn't do an ounce of exercise. The religion is worldwide now, and the lawyer could be the creepiest guy in the whole fucking thing. He loved it, man. He loves the bag. He, 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 he cried like five times talking yeah. about the bag one. Two, he said he was the most beautiful man like five times. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he, it was, he was like, he would laugh maniacally and then stop. Like, he was nuts. It guy. was people just looking... For a purpose. He this said, is why, man, cults, it's just like, but you have to have these people have to exist, otherwise society doesn't function. Well, the lawyer said, uh, he started crying. He said, it was, it was the only time in my life I was I was accepted for who I am. I know, I was like, <laughs> I was like what, what was wrong with you? He was working like uh, in a good law firm and shit in LA early. What I didn't appreciate left. is they didn't pay off because the PR woman was with the lawyer. They showed him holding hands numerous times. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what happened? I, I actually was. I was just. I was just talking to Abby about that. I was pissed too. I go. So they left together. I go. What, what, did they fuck? What, are they still together? They break up. Yeah, yeah. I, I was waiting for they them. Skirted that for her do, to pop up in the interview. The yeah. same interview. I'm like, oh, it's we're happily married. Room. And I was like, what's happening here? Yeah, I thought the same thing. But no, they skirted it. It's like they didn't even talk about it once. He said, "I went with so and so. We left to go to the mountains. We left the." Yeah community he went to india how crazy was it when the bagwan dies they claim he was poisoned sheila does because she's insane uh they put his body on the stage and they all start doing the dancing that they do and people were cheering and stuff and they're like and the lawyer's like i saw his body burned what an honor what an honor that was dude you get a bunch of people that need someone to tell them what to do then somehow those people get powerful and they get, and they're so, I mean, a lot of them were sociopaths because they went along with whatever this guy said. It was a very Manson vibe there. Very Charlie Manson-esque uh, sort of vibe because these guys were ready to kill for this motherfucker and they armed him. Well, what was crazy was, too is uh, the bit, one of the biggest surprises is what happened to Sheila in the very end. She was running like a house for like schizophrenic people and like mentally ill. And she was trying to like basically be the bag one, but for like yeah. people who were mentally incapacitated. I was she like, was what running him out of her house or something. I was like, what the fuck is this? She fell from like, she, dude, she it seemed like had tons of money. Or she access. needed more people she could control. Dude, she, when she posed nude in Germany, I was like, this is was crazy. Great. <laughs> She's like, when I went to prison, they were asking me for my autograph. Well, she like, loved it, dude. Oh, she loved, loved the, fame. the fame. I loved when she went on like Donahue and all those fucking well, She loved swearing shows. in interviews. Like that was her yeah. like, thing. 
She would say like her there accent was, like, was got worse with age. It was weird. There was nothing spiritual about any of this shit. No. It was such oh, she, a con job. They caught her drugging the homeless people she brought in to fucking beat the vote. They shipped in all these homeless well, people dude, and they not started to mention, drugging them. They she poisoned getting... an entire town with salmonella. Yeah. By sprinkling it. They had a lab where they were building viruses to fucking poison this town. They were hitting food and salad bars. Oh, man. <laughs> what a crazy, twisted fucking the shit that I was. I asked my mom, I go, have you ever heard of any of this? Because it seemed like it was like big news then. It was. And she goes, no, I've never heard of it. I My sister-in-law, fought, like obviously she's Indian, but and uh, my er, uh, brother-in-law knew about it. He remembered all that yeah, shit. Yeah, I'd never heard of it. I they had like they it. showed like Tom Brokaw talking about yeah. you know all those old school guys back then you got to imagine like lo- it was if you didn't catch that local news you didn't see anything what was going on there was no like there wasn't anything other than a newspaper and like a nine o'clock news the bag one the lawyer claims he has fifty books and they're all over the world and and he's, he's he goes I'm writing a book why hasn't he published it he's had since the seventies and he goes I you know a couple things have come up I go what what Dude. are you doing the the Bagwan, what a genius move! This guy decides to not talk anymore, which only builds his legend more. Oh, and then and then if he talked to you, these people would like come in their pants. Oh, they would. Because the lawyer goes when he was in prison. Can you? I got the chance to get to know him. Can you imagine being that obsessed with some fucking idiot dude to be like? I get a private one-on-one with the Bagwad. And the by the way, the Bagwad had nothing to say that was worthwhile. I didn't hear in any of these speeches that they showed him giving. I, there wasn't a goddamn worthwhile thing in there. He almost spoke more slowly just to make it seem like it had more meaning. He spoke yeah. very slow. Very, he's very methodical with yeah, every word. Like, Sheila is... Like, like you would yeah. hang on, oh, what else was he going to say? It's so deep. And then it was a bitch. And I go, well, this guy's just some fucking dude. Well, then he, they said his big thing, I said last episode, is they would do the raise the roof, and people would go crazy, and they're like, oh, he had this spirit about him. Dude. Like, what? He had nothing. Whenever I watch those things, part of me is like, I should just start a cult. I love his outfits. There's so many fucking had, people you can get. Some of his outfits look like, like Ric Flair wrestling robes. One of them was like sequined bit. on the sides. Like, he, liked the, he liked Flash. He loved the when they said the Hollywood crew started coming in. That lady who produced The Godfather or was one of the producers. The divorce Tasia like, or whatever her name is. She, I think she was married to the producer of The Godfather. <laughs> oh, but you know Hollywood, they love any. They'll bite down on any of that bullshit. Yeah, she got Sheila got mad when the Hollywood crew started because well, she was get, bending his ear. Well, then she had her uh, Sheila had the secret jacuzzi underneath her room. Who knows what was going on down there, dude? There was so much. <laughs> God, I love all the townspeople were like, all we heard was fucking nonstop. I would have loved to. Inf- I think that's what the lawyer liked the best. Was the fucking? I think he was getting ass like he had never gotten in his life. He looked a lot like uh, Skolnick from Revenge of the Nerds in the flashbacks. Yeah. The newer version of Very him. Very bright guy. Yeah, he was, he was an unbelievable lawyer. But uh, he is some of his views on the bag. They were a little skewed of like, oh, the government was after us. Like you guys had machine guns. You were harassing. What people. I liked about it is you got to see it though from everybody's yeah, everyone's stand- deep stance on, and everybody was wrong and everybody was right to an extent. <laughs> and these people just wanted to fuck hard. But and where all they were was red, maroon, and orange. By the way, not not a good looking uh, if you're going to Oregon. <laughs> oh, fucking. Now there's a Christian camp there. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they said, uh, the guy who looked like Wilford Grimley said, uh, we went from free love to these people are abstinent. 
Oh, uh, they're young teens. Is, would you say Wilford Grimley? No, what's the oatmeal? Oh, Brimley? Brimley. I thought it's like Wilford Brimley meets Ed Grimley. <laughs> I, I, what's his name? What's that guy's name? Wilford Brimley. Yeah, he looked like him. Yeah, they all look like him. <laughs> that guy was the town. The average age in that town was like eighty. Well, no, but they, they it was all a retirement. It was a retirement. Yeah, it was a retirement because it was a cheap place to live. Yeah, they said they could afford housing. Yeah. And that's why the Bagwan ended up there. Imagine also, that being like, your town, how pissed you I like be? how they had no building codes. They just started building. They're like, we're just going to build shit. Well, Back in the 80s, like, you could get away with that. And they're like, oh, we, we didn't mean any harm. Then they changed every street to like Bagwan Drive. And like, oh, she was fucking with them. Oh, they uh, definitely she, were. She was like an early troll. Yeah. Like she was one of the first trolls. They said, you can't build where you want to build. And then she's like, so we're going to buy the whole town. And it's like, you're fucking pissing God, these people off. Sometimes I wanted to fucking murder her. Oh, she was she so was arrogant. Such an arrogant cunt. And just like evil, though, too. Yeah. And then they said the FBI or whoever they But lost. then sometimes I want, but the bag one was a fucking evil cunt, too. The law enforcement guy goes, I sat down with Sheila and I believe everything she took. She was very unapologetic. Yeah. She said she did it all. <laughs> no regrets. And she's like, I did it for the Bagwan. I would do anything for him. I, I do side a little bit more with the townspeople, obviously. Imagine that being your town. I know, but they all were the also sun. very close-minded. Well, they were very all. xenophobic. It yes. was like these people, a lot yeah. of that. But a lot of them were white, and they were just like, hey, these people are fucking weirdos. Yeah. They're, they were driving around flashing lights did, in their It houses. didn't matter what color they were when they all dressed in... Uh, it was tribalism is what it was, and ultimately, most of it all comes down to tribalism. When they would walk around dancing, laughing, skipping, it was, like, bizarre. But we're ingrained to not, to, like, when they all yeah, dressed separately uh, in a one-uniform uh, attire, they automatically set themselves up for failure with these townspeople. Yeah. Because they made themselves different, and every tight-knit community has tribalism and they're definitely going to fucking attack when a lot of the people were religious so as soon as they're like oh we believe in just for just fucking yeah. wherever like they weren't going to jump on board I, the, by the way also another genius move by the bagwan making like fucking is like a <laughs> form of worship phenomenal move well, it was pretty much like the main thing yeah it was like sexual expressing yourself sexually it was weird get, though oh, getting in touch with like yourself and your feelings and everything through fucking. Towards the end, they're like they claim like, oh, the Bagwan, he did, he he was not against, he was against religion. You're like, wait, what? The whole time he yeah. said he was starting a religion, but then he like changed his tune. That's when he said well, I, he was I, a chameleon to whatever he yeah. needed to shape and would uh, and get to, money, money, yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm not the Bagwan. I'm gonna be Osho, dude. If that guy that that evangelist that wants the fifty four million dollar jet, if he can somehow incorporate. Fucking, uh, fucking! But they into never that. will. Oh God, it would be through the roof. But then, no, but he would through the roof. He would lose all the people he had. Yeah, but he may gain a whole new group. You, I mean, that's there is an opening for a, a televangelist to embrace his fucking dude. You see, there's some other televangelist. One of these big guys, one of the big dudes. He just left the televangelist game because his fucking wife's. Uh, makeup line is like huge now he's, so he's like, gonna run that business and he claims it's all part of god's plan and all this shit i was like you guys are a bunch of fucking assholes <laughs> i just saw Man. somebody online suggested uh max suggested that tate fletcher should be our security uh if uh we head to Skankfest. uh i don't think tate fletcher's gonna be in town also don't know him well enough to be like hey uh, Jason Ellis just said, don't throw anything at the bus because of Luis J. Gomez has announced a press conference between you and him at Skankfest. Yeah. 
We'll see. Uh, will there be dollies? Will there not be dollies? I mean, I don't understand what's going to happen here. I mean, I'm going in just to talk shop, and I'm not looking to start any problems. Yeah, he may want to bring... Uh, I mean, would he want to fight me there? What's, it seems like he's getting aggressive. What's the animal that can kill snakes? Uh, mongoose. Yeah, you may want to bring right, a I got a mongoose in my pants if he wants to suck on it. You're the uh, Valparaiso mongoose. <laughs> That's what I... Uh, Do you think Luis Gomez stole his name from Steve Austin, the Texas rattlesnake? So he is a wrestling fan. I 100% guarantee it. Because he did, uh, I believe he said he was going as gold dust for a Halloween as a, an adult now. Oh, okay. Uh, so I think he may have stolen his moniker from uh, Stone Cold. I mean, my moniker is Ryan O'Neill, the ass kicker at Yahoo.com. <laughs> O'Neill. That's a long name, but it gets your brand out there. Yeah. And the f- people watching can email you. It's the nickname. Uh, somebody suggested, uh, who did they say they wanted someone to? Oh, they uh, said Wheeler Walker Jr. Maybe sing you out to the ring. I don't it, know if he'll be in I, Vegas. Again, I don't know any of these people. Yeah, that's I the mean, problem. I know of him, but I have never met him. That's the problem. Yeah. But uh, you never know. Never well, know we'll see who's happen. out. Well, whoever's out there might have to uh, uh, have somebody. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe. Uh, what glove? Like, what, are you guys both using the same equipment? Gloves and shit? I'm assuming. I got it. A lot of things need to be ironed out. May, uh, like, do you have to wear a cup? I would imagine. Oh, of course. Like, yeah. is that like a mouth, like mouth guard. Like, this is like your there's rules that you have to follow. I mean, it's MMA rules, except I think there's no ground and pound, and I think there's no elbows or knees to the head. Okay, so it's like jujitsu on the ground. Yeah, I mean, you can wrestle jujitsu, but you can't punch on the ground. I mean, that, that, this is what we had talked about. Who Are there knees to the like face on the feet? Nah, there were, they, we had talked about no. No that. knees. Because, I mean, it's a good way to lose a nose. Good fight last night. A guy took a fucking mean, uh, I think it was a knee to the liver. Guy went, he was out. Oh, I saw that. Cool. Oh, yeah, Jake Ellenberg, or uh, yeah. Ben Saunders gave him a fucking yeah. great knee. Yeah, it was him, right to the gut. Just livered, liver shot, Boss Rutten style. Yeah, that they say that paralyzes somebody. Yeah, it shuts your body down. I heard uh, Gomez is a huge liver. So yeah, it's a real, <laughs> real fatty liver. Yeah, so you may want to attack it. He's called the uh, Puerto Rican Flaw Gras. <laughs> <laughs> this is his nickname. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I my goal is to go in there and and you know try to try to murder him, become the podcast. legitimately kill, be the first guy to kill kill a guy in a in Ellis Mania. <laughs> Save it for the press conference. <laughs> Save it for the press conference. I don't even like talking shit, really. But I just like to go in there with a good attitude and <laughs> see what happens. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what happens. All right. Let's get out of here. Thanks for listening, everybody. Enjoy your week. Uh, Wade, stay safe on those roads, man. Be careful. Yeah. Let's hope you don't have any other incidents. Yeah. Careful with your medicine balls. And uh, if you're on a flight with deaf people, you don't know what's going to happen. If you see a great Dane. Make sure uh, you don't punch it in the face or a pregnant woman. Yeah. Either way. Stay clean with that. All right, everybody. Take care of yourselves.
warning shot. Shoot, you shoot to kill. Yeah.